You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. It's really standing up for yourself and, and saying, hey, here I am. This is who I am. This is what I want. And I think everybody can achieve that at any age. You just feel you're done. I'm done with this. I want to do things my way. you want to be when you were growing up? What was your dream career? What were your dream hobbies, your passions? Well, many times we have a story lingering in us from other people, from ourselves that we are too old, we are too fat, we are too skinny, we are too white, we are too black, we are too smart, we are too dumb, we are too much of something to follow these dreams and make them a reality. But what if it's never too late to say fuck it and go after what you've always wanted. What if right now is the perfect time to create the roadmap to the future you've always desired? You're listening to Flaunt Your Fire, the branding and visibility podcast where we own our values as we amplify our influence. I am your host, India Jackson, and I am so, so excited for today's conversation. Today, I am interviewing a guest, a friend, a client, an influencer, and someone who has been on the path of becoming more of themselves and unlocking what they call the fuck it factor that allowed them to truly go after what they've always wanted. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Yeti. And one of the cool things in our conversation with Yeti is we're going to be diving into what Yeti's career was when she considered rebranding, what even led her there, what true Yeti, her brand name, means to her. Yeti's going to be talking about why it's so important to go after what you want, especially during and after midlife. I'm talking to those of you that are 40 plus. Yeti's going to be sharing what the fuck it factor is, where this concept came from and tangible ways that Yeti is demonstrating the embodiment of the fuck it factor concept in her life. Yeti's going to share some stories that she's been rewriting for herself. (laughs) Find it back to that too old, too fat, too whatever, right? Those kinds of stories and how she's been rewriting that for herself and also for those following her journey that get to witness that rewriting and why it is never too late to choose who you want to be. So by now, you are probably wondering, who is Yeti? So let me tell you about Yeti Neuenheis. Yeti is a speaker, model, and wellness advocate. As the CEO of True Yeti, she uses her personal stories of invisible illness, bulimia, Lyme disease, and depression to help women wake up from a life on autopilot and unapologetically go after their desires. Rebelling against the perfectly curated influencer image, complete with unattainable standards, she focuses on the real contradictions of life, like fashion over 40, beauty without the heavy edit, and having enough while still wanting more. Yeti is also an IAWP health and wellness coach, meaning she's certified in health and nutrition, 
and she holds certifications in makeup artistry and image consulting as well, and has successfully completed two Ironmans, which is incredibly impressive. And Yeti has also been a client of ours here at Flaunt Your Fire for quite some time. Yeti's a member of the Pause on the Play community, and we've just so enjoyed Yeti's presence and the conversations that Yeti has been having truly disrupting what it means to be an influencer, what it means to be a model, what it means to be a speaker, and so many other pieces of this. And, you know, I'm not going to leave you at the edge of your seat. So let's get this episode rolling. Let's get the show on the road. Hello and good afternoon from DC. Good morning to where you are, Yeti. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. And good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm very happy (laughs) to be uh, talking about my journey today with you. I'm so glad to have you here. And I know that I've already shared with the listeners your bio and all the formalities um, that go into brand visibility. But I also think it's great to have you share really quickly a little bit about yourself because there's, you know, what our bio says and then there's what we would say about ourselves. And sometimes those are a little different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I am uh, Yeti Nieuwenhuis. I was born in the Netherlands and uh, at 30, I moved with my husband to Canada to actually continue farming in, in Canada from the Netherlands and um, raised a family here um built a farm and everything, built a life here. And uh, I started my own uh, business uh, brand three years ago. One of the things I love about you and for the listeners that don't know is we've known each other for quite a while now. Um, Mm -hmm. We were in some other communities together. We're still in some communities together, like Pause on the Play. And we've just been on a journey of really getting to know each other and having quite a few things in common. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then eventually it turned into a working relationship. Um, For those listening who do not know, most likely, could you share with them a little bit about what your career was like and what you were doing and what was going on in your life at the time that you first considered rebranding yourself to this new iteration of True Yeti? I was a health coach, personal trainer, a nutrition coach, um, and started the brand True Yeti doing that. And I always loved helping people with nutrition training because it always um, really interested me. And I also struggled with it for so long. And when I kind of found what worked and how to kind of put the stress off of nutrition and, and, you know, under eating and all that stuff. That's why I wanted to help people that way. And I went back to school to get the certifications and I coached people online and that was going well, but I, I actually was more excited in doing a photo shoot or something for my branding <laughs> than actually really doing the, the Zoom calls and, and all that. Uh, sometimes I also found it hard, the nutrition part, because I come myself from an eating disorder history. And it was just, sometimes it was a little bit too intense. And I just, at the time, and I think always in life, we are learning about ourselves. And I was really learning a lot about myself during that time too, and kind of really discovering who I was and what I wanted. And I'm like, why not, why not just be in front of my brand and be, be in front of the camera? You know, all things that I believed in the past I could not do. But that's really what started uh, the rebranding, and and that's that's how the brand True Yeti started. Yeah, and one of the things that really stands out to me is, you know, we had that connection point of the wellness industry, the fitness industry, um, and also being athletes. I mean, you've done Ironmans, right? How many have you done? Mm-hmm. I, I can't even done- imagine doing one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have done uh, two, two full ones. Yeah, wild and so impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we had started exploring, you know, your desire to rebrand and, and what was underneath that. 
And one of the things that really stood out to me was that your brand wasn't your name. It was T-R-U, Yeti, Mm -hmm. all as Mm -hmm. one word. And so, and of course we say that as true Yeti, but could you share a little bit about what does the phrase or the name or the brand or the entity that now exists as true Yeti, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be true Yeti? Funny thing is that it started because my name is so hard. People cannot Google it really because my last name is um, really weird for North Americans. So I just really loved the word true and because I really want to speak my truth. You know, everything that I say comes from within and is is my uh, my reality, my truth. And that's how I connected them together. And I just want to be honest and raw about everything I write about, say about, uh, real about the products or brands that I partner with. It is all my truth. So that's how it, how it came together. Mm, I love that. And I definitely see that truth and that honesty and rawness infused into the conversations that you have over on your Instagram. And a little plug while you're listening is to pull up your Instagram if you're interested in checking out some of what Yeti is talking about and searching for T-R-U-J-E-T-T-Y and give Yeti a follow. Um, Mm -hmm. So speaking of being true and real and raw and honest... And realizing in that truth and honesty for yourself that you were in an industry that, you know, changed your life, but you were finding that maybe you didn't enjoy actually being the service provider of that. Um, I think it takes courage to decide to say, I want to shift this into something else, not burn it down and come up with a whole new name and all of that. But I want to transition the true Yeti that is already here into something new. And that courage I've seen show up for you in so many other ways. For somebody listening, why would you tell them it's so important to go after what they truly want? It is so important because you live your life now. This is now. This is your life. And and in my opinion, life is all about experience. And if I speak for myself, I was really living life asleep as a zombie. And I was not really experiencing experiencing things. I was afraid of doing a lot of things. And I started healing, you know, the wounds that I had. And doing so, I discovered so much about me, about who I am am and and who I pretended to be for other people and and that gave me the courage to to just start doing things different and uh yeah live my life yeah and you know I think back on what that journey has looked like and for many people they may not know that part of that transition for you was going into the industry of <laughs> what sometimes has a negative connotation, right? But mm-hmm. being an influencer, um, we've been redefining what influencer means here on this podcast, but like a traditional concept of an influencer where you are sharing products and clothing and brands to take part in and also modeling and acting and speaking um, as a podcaster, as a public speaker. There's been a lot of transition from what once was a health and wellness or in particular a personal trainer and nutrition coach into this side of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people can say to themselves like stories about what that looks like and how you need to be a certain age to do these things or it means certain things about you as a human or whatever else. So could you share a little bit about your decision to make that career shift? And could you share a little bit as well about what that has looked like for you doing this in midlife, you know, um, being over 40? Mm -hmm. I, well, you know, if I look back, I don't 
think that it, well, of course, health coaching is a totally different thing, but I was still speaking as the same person of my brand. You know, I still had the same opinions, still the same values. So the shift was big. And at the same time, it wasn't, you know, it totally makes made sense for me. It was also how I got comfortable in starting this journey, because going from being a farm wife and a mom, and I've always been a fashionista, to being a model was, uh, was too big of a step. So I'm just really glad I did all that. And it, it, it then gave me the courage and the confidence to move in the direction of what I really wanted. And it was just part of the journey, part of how I discovered what I wanted. And, and I think it's imp- important for people to know that you can change your mind, you know, and it's okay to change your mind and to shift. And uh, it, it you are evolving every day. So yeah, there might be coming different things on your path. And, and, and that's okay. Yeah, it makes me pose the question of, you know, where is that line for you between having evolved and having become more of who you already were? Where is the line? Well, I'm just, even though some <laughs> I know it's a big were, question. <laughs> yeah. You know, some things in life are just really hard, right? We all have our, we all have uh, stuff that happened to us. And, and I'm now just really, I can look back on those things and I'm like, hmm, they just really made me who I am today and made me the powerhouse. And, and I'm actually grateful for my whole journey that's kind of how i look at it and and that looking at it that way and actually be grateful for things gives me just even more clarity about my future yeah i totally agree i wonder for you uh if you could share a little bit about some of the things that you're doing now so of course i know the answer is because we're pretty close but our listeners don't they may witness you taking these gorgeous photos, whether they're selfies or with photographers, and you have such put together outfits. Uh, They may witness you on Instagram, teaching them some techniques of how to do makeup on skin that is over 40 skin and the unique nuances of that. Are these types of things and in parts of your life of, you know, putting together outfits in such a way or, you know, digging into all things makeup and hair new for you? Or was this here all along? No, that was just really me from, from really young age. I, I, I always, as a child, I liked really nice stuff and my parents couldn't really afford it, but I always chose, I had an eye for the nice thing or the style. I I think I was just born with that. Then in my 20s, I became a certified makeup artist. I went to school in Amsterdam for two years. And um, I also did an image styling course in New York later on. And I feel that all these things are kind of coming together. And the clothes that I'm wearing are is just my wardrobe that I have been collecting for years with designer item investment pieces and more affordable uh, contemporary pieces or really um, cheaper, I don't know the right word for it, pieces, but combining <laughs> them all and how I dress is really how I feel and it can be, you know, different every day, but I, I love leather jackets and minimalism and I love makeup I love beauty products and I I'm sharing the things that I love the most I will you will not find me partnering with something that really doesn't align with me or I would never use myself or wear myself you know it could be for somebody else but uh, that's where my my truth, true Yeti, comes back into. But so, yeah, the fashion and beauty and makeup has always, always been a big part of me. 
Yeah, I think that that values alignment and that truth being there is so important because I I personally believe part of the reason that the title influencer started to get a bad rap is that people would say yes to anything if the paycheck mm-hmm. was big enough. And so yeah. it's been so beautiful to witness you being incredibly intentional about what you say yes to and what you say no to when you're mm-hmm. getting these opportunities in your inbox or in your DMs or wherever it may be. Um, but I think that as I like, I zoom out for a moment and I think about, you know, someone who is finding themselves, you know, at 50 or 45 or 70 or whatever that may be that Mm -hmm. has always wanted to be in front of the camera or be a speaker or insert a new career, whatever career path that may be for them, that their heart Mm -hmm. has been calling them to. Sometimes what can hum and play is, you know, this inner voice or actual outer voices of people we know or the Mm -hmm. society that we live within telling ourselves that we're too old or it's too late. Um, And I think one of the things that you talk about is really unlocking your own fuck it factor um, as a part of that process. So could you share what is a fuck it factor to you? Fuck it factor is really uh, born out of society says this, or this institution says this, or your family says this, and doing it anyway. You know, I I had a lot of negative self-talk in my head too. And I'm actually writing them in my journal. If a negative thing pop, pops up for me, I'm I'm writing it down and I'm I'm shifting it into into a positive thing. And and that is really the fuck it factor is dressing how I want to dress and not according to to locals here or or I'm almost fifty and and I can't wear a leather jacket anymore. No, I'm doing what I want to do or not talking about doing Botox. I love Botox and it's one of my favorite treatments. So why not be honest about it? I I think that's a little bit my fuck it factor too, because it's a taboo uh, topic uh, going after what you want in midlife while other people say "Hmm," or think you're too old. And, you know, that is, by the way, only a number to me. I, I, I feel better than I was in my 20s. I'm happier. So I think it's just amazing. I just think so many others talking negative about aging and uh, fuck it factor is going on a trip alone by myself for three weeks in Europe while being married for 24 years. Um, fuck it factor is doing the things that you really want to do, but that you also maybe thought you weren't good enough for it or you are afraid of. Because yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of things, but I still do it and I get through it. Uh. I love it so much because I think so many people can relate to the examples that you shared as well as, you know, what your journey has looked like in embodying your own fuck it factor. And one of the things that you said that really stood out to me is that it's just a number and in like a joking way for the people who listen to uh, more hip hop and R&B, it's something that um, is a lyric in a, a very popular song, but it's true. Like your age is just a number and you know you can do whatever you want and that age doesn't have to limit you um but i think that sometimes we can have these stories about what age means and what they signal as possible mm-hmm. for us and many times i think that that comes from what we're seeing happen around us in our culture and in society One of the things that I have enjoyed most over the years is really being able to pull back, to pause before we start to design anything, come up with any strategies or any of the tangible pieces that people 
think that is the reason they're coming to rebrand or re-explore their brand visibility or their content strategy. And actually just take the time that is so often overlooked to get to know the human behind a brand. I mean, it's so important to do this. So many people start with what are you selling and who you're selling it to, but the excavation is just as critical as the creation. I truly enjoy getting to know who someone is and understanding how they show up for their customers, their followers, their friends, their family, their community before building any visibility plans because you don't leave who you are on the shelf when you step into branding your business. And I think that there's a possibility and opportunity to integrate and align who your business is in the world and how it's perceived with the people behind it. From the words that you use to the members of your team, I truly enjoy committing myself to really creating that alignment of where you are with where you want to go and making sure that the path to get there or the roadmap to that future you is done with your values and integrity in mind from that foundation up. One of the ways that we actually start that process is by guiding you through a masterclass that we call From Implicit to Explicit, Leading Through Your Values Masterclass. And we literally dig in and create a blueprint of your personal values, your professional values, where they intersect, and what implications that might have in working with contractors to support you, hiring outside teams such as a branding agency or whatever that may be, as well as if you're finding yourself in a situation like Yeti, giving you clear and easy values to address, do I partner with this brand? Yes or no, because they are or are not aligned with who I am and what I believe in. Because at the end of the day, the truth is, if you don't own your brand, but you're out there in the world and on social media and getting opportunities coming your way, your brand will own you. Your brand really is that reputation that you have, what someone else says about you when you're not in the room. And now is no better time than ever to get intentional with that reputation. Being able to empathetically and truthfully own what you're selling, what you're promoting, and how you're going to sell it is so, so important. And in that place, business, influencing, partnerships have so much ease. And if this is something that you're looking at exploring, there's two ways that you can get this process started and working with me. One way is you can sign up for Implicit Explicit, Leading Through Your Values Masterclass. You can get more details about that over at pauseontheplay.com slash explicit, and you can select a date and time that works for your schedule to take part in the masterclass with Erica Corday and I, where we will guide you. And if you happen to be a solopreneur who doesn't quite have a team yet, you can also invite up to, you know, six to seven of your friends to join you in this masterclass as well. So you don't have to do it alone. And the second way that you can begin this process and exploring your brand visibility is by heading over to pauseontheplay.com slash community. And in Pause on the Play, the community, you will be joined by other incredible humans like Yeti herself, as well as myself and my co-founder, Erica Corday, where each month we guide you through a workshop included with your membership. You also get direct access to me on a Q&A call every month. We have community conversations. We're sharing prompts and ideas to get yourself more visible and In this process, we explore all kinds of things like your content strategy. We explore language and how you can make sure your language is inclusive. We have an entire training library of all of our previous masterclasses and workshops in that space where you can watch them on demand at any time. You can even speed up if you're like me and you want to get through things quickly sometimes and find exactly what you need. You can speed them up and you can search the videos for the exact section or the exact words you're looking for. 
And I just so enjoy the community because it is such an affordable way to begin to look at your brand and your visibility differently and get that support that you need along the way. So I'm going to encourage you again to head on over to pauseontheplay.com where you can check out the community, you can check out our masterclass, you can learn a little bit about some of the trainings already in our space, like Kim Wenzel's writing your bio training. Kim Wenzel, shout out to Kim. Kim has written my bio that I have introducing me when I come on a podcast, as well as Yeti's bio that you got to hear on today's episode. And Kim did a customized training just for our space on being able to explore the different versions of your bio that you'll need when you're getting more visible from social to podcasting. Um, One of the things that I've been paying attention to in the course of us becoming friends and having a working relationship with each other is the lack of representation of people, um, the lack Mm -hmm. of age diversity in acting and in ad campaigns and in Mm -hmm. modeling. You see... So much of people of a certain age range in like television shows, but they're always positioned for the, that age range. And when we transition into thinking about who can be an influencer, who can be in an ad campaign for skincare or for makeup, so often people that are not in their 20s get left behind. How does that show up for you as you look at building out your content um, and what you're talking about? when you are posting to social media or showing up for speaking engagements? Well, honestly, the age thing is is, is not, it, it doesn't really feel that way to me. Although when I was mid 40, I did, I did realize uh, that, that I was uh, hopefully, you know, that I had 45 more years to live and that it really downed on me. And, but it also made me push forward uh, of really doing things that I wanted to do. But I do see, yeah, a lot of young people. And I think that it's important for brands to see that a lot of the older women actually have the money to purchase products. And also that when you see that young girl in an ad, it makes women sometimes feel they it makes you feel unworthy well i'm not i'm not good enough i'm too old and i just think it's really important for brands to sh- to show real aged women like like me and other older women and really a variety of of body sizes colors everything what is real in our society and not only on paper and it's also interesting i'm i'm looking at some european shows and there they have older actresses that actually show wrinkles and it's kind of refreshing to see uh, not only I mean, I love to grace, to age gracefully myself, but that doesn't mean without wrinkles or, you know, the things that, that happen to your skin. But it's, uh, I think it's going to be, I really want to be part of that revolution that is showing a lot more older models and models that don't have the perfect size, hide everything, like just real people. Mm. So, so true. And it's been beautiful to witness that revolution happening a little bit at a time. And I think it really does start with more people like you, you know, stepping out and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to step into this space that we've been told is for 20 somethings. And I'm just going to do my thing and not because I'm older, but because I'm me. And I'm also representation of the humans that are buying these products. You said something so important. You said that it is the women who may be a little bit older that can afford the actual brands that are being promoted. Um, And I think that that is so true. Like so many people that are, you know, in high school and college may not be able to afford some of the luxury brands that you're seeing these young people in the ads for. Have you found over the course of your transitioning into um, a business that's mostly based on 
promoting other people's products and services. Have you noticed a shift at all in maybe who you are attracting that would want to work with you and partner with you? A little bit. I I still see some brands only use young girls and but I see I see quite a variety that are, you know, starting to work with uh with older women and and to be honest, again, it's it's not personally it doesn't feel like an obstacle, but I think it it is or I know that it's very important for brands to make that shift and to include all people because how often have I felt unworthy and bad, you know, scrolling over Instagram that was more like 10 years ago or so and looking at the perfect bodies, the six six pack abs, what is realistic to have year round anyways, but that's not being told to you. And it, it just makes you feel bad. And, and why not, you know, try to make everybody feel happy and uh, happy in life and, and, and great about wanting to buy those products and wanting to look good, you know, it gives you confidence. Absolutely. Uh, I'm curious to know if you could share if there are any stories that maybe you've encountered other people have or you've once had for yourself that you've been rewriting along in the process of this journey for you? I had somebody say to me while I was already doing that, I think in a DM, like, oh, if I was younger, I would totally model. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to be 18. There are all sorts of real models now. So I'm, I'm really grateful. I live in this lifetime. Um, I also have older women, like even in the seventies say to me, yeah, like we can really afford the products. We can buy the Botox, we can buy the filler, you know, and uh, it's, it's just not been represented that way. So I do get real, uh, people or, and not believing in themselves because yeah, I believed I couldn't, I could not be a model because I don't have the perfect body for it. I might not have the perfect hair or all these things that we, we tell ourselves most, mostly coming from things that people told us in our, our childhood, maybe friends and family. And that's really what kind of programs your brain and there those stories are born and they're not even true. Those stories, they're just stories. Ugh, so true. And mm-hmm. also, right, when we start that comparison game, many times what we're comparing ourselves to is not true either because it's been, you know, especially if we're looking at ad campaigns, there's been professional makeup artists added, professional hairstylists, specific lighting from a professional yeah. photographer and their team. We're looking at wardrobe designed to like perfectly shape their body. And then after all of that is done and the image is created, like it's being pulled into Photoshop where, you know, the liquify tool and so many other features are smoothing away lumps and wrinkles and reducing pore size. And so it's like, by the time we're all done with the fashion and beauty industry, and we're looking at an actual finished image from an ad campaign, that too, that we are comparing ourselves to is not a real human. That person does not look like that in person. Mm -hmm. Ah, But these are the things that, you know, you don't know until you get to step Mm -hmm. into that world. Yeah, that is, that is so true. And I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't look like that every, every day too. I'm, I'm in my sweatpants sometimes and I'll go on camera without makeup. I try not to use, I don't use any filters myself, but I can't help it if a photographer does, of course. Right. But yeah, there's been so much work done in the look and to make it look amazing. Also, yeah, how you pose, uh, learn how to pose that makes your body look the best, right? And and it's it's there's just so much behind to get that perfect uh, image. And yeah, you better not compare yourself to it because I have done that and it just makes you feel small. 
and unworthy. And that's what it did to me. Yeah, it's funny, but I had somebody compare it to expecting yourself to be able to go and play a game of football with your friends the same way um, an athlete would for like the National Football League here in America. Like they've had all this training Mm -hmm. and they have all these coaches and all this support team. It's just not going to be the Mm -hmm. same. And, you know, we all have our unique gifts and talents, but there's also a true artistry behind being an athlete, just like there is a lot of skill Mm -hmm. and talent and artistry behind creating some of these images that we compare ourselves to. But Mm -hmm. I also think it's important to say that, you know, if someone is listening and they do want to step into this type of world or some other, some other industry, there's so much power in your story of knowing that you did this after trying other things career-wise and you gave yourself the grace to experiment and to see what felt good and then to follow your heart. So one of the things that you believe is that it's never too late to choose who you want to be, not just what you do, but who you want to be as a human. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about why you believe that and why it's so important. It's so important. It was such an important part of my journey because for most of my life, I was doing things that other people wanted me to do. And I was saying no to people in their face while I meant yes or yes while I meant no. And at some point I was like, fuck it. It's also part of the fuck it factor, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to live like this anymore. And I'm I'm going to stand up for myself because that's that's what it is too. When you decide that you want to you want to do what you want to do. It's it's really standing up for yourself and and saying, "Hey, I'm here. I have wishes. I want to live this life. I want to be this person, and I'm going to do it my way." And then to be strong enough to not be afraid of other people's opinions because those opinions and judgments will come the more you start to do the more you start to do you yeah the more opinions you will get from from certain people and i i learned to set boundaries around that to not be around that anymore and to surround myself with the people that wanted the real me and that actually saw me because i felt invisible for a lot of people and for a long time in my life invisible in being people not really seeing me or really being interested in me and at some point I was like okay I'm done with that and here I am this is who I am this is what I want and I think everybody can achieve that uh, that at, at any at any age you think you're you just feel you're done. I'm done with this. I want to do things my way. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that's going to resonate with so many people listening. What a gift that you're giving. I know that in witnessing your journey and having the pleasure to be a part of that, uh, I first want to say thank you for for trusting me, for trusting our team to support you on your journey. And second is to acknowledge that it wasn't just one big defining moment where you said, fuck it. It wasn't just one action that led you to where you are today. You've taken so many little actions along the way um, from everything from your branding to marketing to what conversations you're having to the actions that people don't always get to see that happen inside the stories you tell mm-hmm. yourself, the conversations you have with your family, with your friends, with your household, and how that began to shift as well. And I think it would be so, so powerful if you could share one action that you've taken that you think would also be powerful for our listeners to consider taking for themselves. Well, I'm I have to say that I'm very, very grateful that you came on my path. And, and I truly believe, too, that once you start living life that you want and being who you want to be, that things fold into place. And yes, this journey wasn't one uh, one thing one time. It was also being patient and, and having faith and being surrounded by the people that have faith in me. Uh, one thing 
was that one really important shift in my life was that I actually moved to a different location part of the time that I, you know, I lived for a long time on the farm with my husband and farming is not really my thing. Life has been really great to us, but I've never been doing any any sort of farm work. And I always made that very clear to my husband that I didn't want to do it, that that's, that's not part of who I am. And I, I was like, I want to live in, in, a, in a little village and having buzz around me. And, and I've never, I've lived on this farm for 20 years now and even longer when I count the Netherlands. And just standing up for myself that way of what I really wanted, like, hey, I'm kind of not, I don't want to sound spoiled, but I, I was just feeling kind of lonely, you know, being on the farm and it is kind of lonely. I wanted people around me and vibes and, and that that really happened. And that, that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to buy the house, you can rent something, but just moving myself from this location to to a little village in the mountains uh, has meant has done so many things for me inside inside my mind too and has been so powerful to me and for my husband listening to me and seeing me and uh yeah the, and and my children too uh, that just meant so much for me so made me feel i can make anything possible yeah i think that um it can be really underestimated how much changing your location can change for your lifestyle, your mental health, your happiness, your opportunities. Um, I'm curious to know, since you shared that as the being the one action to consider, what did, you know, moving to the mountains and an area that is a little bit more city than where you previously, well, you still have the farm. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in your previous yeah. primary dwelling place, um, yeah. you know, what shifted for you in other areas of your life after you made that decision? I, I think my, my, my boys look different at me as being their mom. They see me as an independent person because I spend some time alone there too. My family comes there too, but it also, the vibe in that town is totally different than where the farm is. Uh, it, it's really a lot of people live there that are go-getters. And it just really shifted uh, my negative story of saying to myself, yeah, how can this farm girl create this whole new life, this whole new career? How can she be seen as a model? It just felt kind of impossible sometimes. And ever since I moved, things really started to shift in my life, in my mind of how things are possible that you, the uh, making the impossible possible, I always say, right? Something, maybe becoming a teacher seems impossible for you because how are you going to pay the schooling and, and stuff? And so that really shifted for me that I really, I really started to believe in myself and I really started to be confident and like, hey, I can do this. And, uh, and that, that is just from moving to a location. And, and I actually love being in big cities, but that, that uh, would mean that that is just not possible right now, right? I, I want to I wanna stay with my family. I, I also noticed, hey, I can be living alone for a couple of days and I can still be happily married in a partnership and be a happy mom and have a good relationship with everything. So it just showed me so many, so many things. And it just made my life, I just became happier and more positive. It it just, yeah, was kind of a l- little bit sort of a miracles. I would say miracles do, do happen. I'll never forget the day that you shared with me and the images of where you're <laughs> moving to and how excited you are. And I'm just so happy that that was able to take place in your life because I have enjoyed witnessing 
the independence and the reclaiming of your identity that has happened mm-hmm. since you, you were able to have this little getaway in a different city with a whole different vibe. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a Flaunt Your Fire episode if I didn't ask you to share with the listeners what flaunting your fire means for you right now. Flaunting my fire really means being really me and showing that to the world and discovering things about myself that I did not really know. I would never think or I believed I wouldn't be good in front of the camera. And flaunting my fire is showing myself in a camera and being confident and just doing it and and learning uh, things about myself that yeah that I, I never thought were possible were impossible and they are possible now Fla- flaunting my fire made the impossible possible and it's just amazing how business and life and and like we just talked about moving to a different location uh, is all so entangled together and when you're when you're happy and confident, you can even flaunt that fire more intense and more deeper. And and also being protecting myself or not being so worried about the naysayers, you know, and just following, really following me. And if you don't, if you don't like me, then so be it. I'm just gonna stay flaunting my fire. Uh, your answer makes me so happy. Uh, now I also know that there are so many listeners here that have businesses that have services that have products. So I would love, and I mean, let's just be real. You've been on a journey of, in the last six months, really things just completely taking off for your brand. So Mm -hmm. For those interested parties that may want to discuss a potential partnership, collaboration, having you on their podcast to talk about some of your speaking topics, because you have some great talks that you dive into of everything from owning your fuck it factor and unlocking that to, you know, living your life without having to really figure out what if in the back of your mind constantly because you didn't do the thing. So for the people listening that may want to have you come as a speaker or may want to partner with you, can you tell them where they can find you and learn more about you? You can find me on my website, trueyeti.com, T-R-U-J-E-T-T-Y.com. And my, my biggest love of social media is for, for Instagram. Uh, I love being there. So you can always connect and find me on Instagram as True Yeti again. Uh, so I would love to love to meet you there. And for anyone listening that has been really contemplating the possibilities that are there when you begin to look at yourself beyond your current career title, whether that's a business owner, an entrepreneur, an executive, a CEO, whatever that may be, a personal trainer, and beginning to see how you can explore monetizing your social media presence through these partnership deals and collaborations. Um, I think, Yeti, you've been such a great example of what that patience in this industry can look like and how here we are, you know, and just in the last six months, really seeing deals come through that have bought you, you know, anything from $2,000 in services, complimentary plus pay to a $4,000 payout. So what would you say to someone who's been thinking about going into partnership deals and what would you want them to know before they went down that path? Oh, I, I want them to know that it's, it's, it's a journey and that patience really is sort of number one, I think, and being true to who you want to work with, really listening to your intuition, your gut, and also really realizing that you don't always need to know the how because things have come come on my path like it's it's really the impossible becoming possible 
you it's it's getting rid of those negative stories in your head you know it takes a little bit of, of work there uh, like like you go work out in the gym for a certain look or to be healthy you also have to work out kind of your mind and and this has been part of my daily almost daily sometimes i'm lazy and uh you know but it's it's been this whole whole thing and and keep keep on believing in yourself and finding the right people to work with because even that you feel you feel in your gut your intuition this is the right person or this person is not really seeing me and you know that's what i'm so grateful be working with you and your team that you always saw something more behind me something that i was not showing or i was afraid to show and um it's kind of magical that i met you and that you knew there was more behind what i was showing and i'm so grateful for that so it's it's yeah, believing in yourself, believing in your team, being really picky about who you want to, and honest, just being honest. How how often I'm not honest about, you know, what what food I put in my body or what what news I read, you know, just being really honest with yourself and with really who you want to partner with. And sometimes that just means saying no and... And that is sending a message to the universe too, you know, in what you really, really want and just sticking to that. And sometimes it's hard and there have been months that I was like, hmm, this is boring. This is boring. Nothing is going right. And, but I, I would never had a moment that I wanted to give up because I love it. But seeing what happened in my life, I could have, I could have stopped and gave up and was like this is not gonna work and yeah just really patience and and believing believe faith i would say uh, thank you so much Eddie. um and if you're listening i know that we've been on a bit of a journey this month has really just been an opportunity for me and for Erica over at Pause on the Play and so many of us to reconnect with the most essential and important things in our lives. You're hearing it straight from Yeti in this episode that reconnecting with who she is and what she truly wanted and who she wanted to be and how that wasn't necessarily different than who she was as a child, but being able to tap back into that and letting go of any negative feedback, advice, talk, and things like that that she had received allowed her to become who she is today and to be a happier and more thriving person. And so I'm going to encourage you after listening to this episode, you still have your podcast app open, to open that up and do a quick search for pause, P-A-U-S-E, on the play and over there, give it a follow because you're going to hear lots of episodes throughout this month about reconnecting with what's essential and what's possible when you make the decision to be honest with yourself of what's most important in your life, what's most true to who you are and what do you value most, and then create the space to pour into those things and say no to the things that are not that important. <laughs> it can change everything. Well, I am so excited to just really have this interview complete because it was a long time coming. I've been wanting to have Yeti here for a while. And I'm so excited to share with you that coming up soon on the podcast, we have some other really cool interviews heading your way. We're going to be talking to Shannon Collins. And Shannon is going to be sharing a lot about the wedding industry as a photographer and just the photography industry as a whole and what that looks like and being visible and having the courage to come from behind the camera and let people witness them and some of the things that matters to Shannon and the work that Shannon is doing in the world and also some things that you can do to boost your own courage and visibility and access as you continue on this journey of flaunting your fire. So you'll want to make sure that you don't miss that episode. And one way that you can do so is in this app that you're currently listening from. 
your favorite podcast app, you can follow the Font Your Fire podcast. And from there, you will be able to be notified of the next episode as it's released. And I also want to share with you that Pause in the Play has some pretty cool episodes coming soon too. So make sure while you're there that you head on over to Pause on the Play and check out the episodes coming out this month. They're all digging into reconnecting with what's most important to you. This episode of Flaunt Your Fire is brought to you by Pause in the Play. You can learn more about its community, its workshops, and its podcast by visiting pauseontheplay.com. Again, that is pauseontheplay.com. The Flaunt Your Fire podcast is recorded on the stolen land of my brother's ancestors, the Piscataway people. This land is known by many as the capital of the United States, Washington, D.C., and its surrounding area. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?